This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jackson's there, Billy Head. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield. Oi, thank you. Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Okay, uh, Twitter Spaces is here to stay. Uh, the Spaces Army are on their way. I'm, I would rather be anywhere else but here today. So, hello everybody, welcome to... Uh, our Twitter spaces in lieu of, oh, shall I say, post-match of our defeat at Bristol City. So we promise to do these things without thinking them through properly, don't we? So here we are after the, the drudgery of a defeat at Bristol City. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about the game as usual amongst ourselves. And then what we'll do is we'll turn it over, um, phone in style, if you like, to you guys to get whatever you want off your chest. Uh, and let's see who makes it through the Cozy Bear Trap this week. Uh, speaking of Cozy, where is he? He's always late to these things, isn't he? Um, right then. Uh, so, uh, Bristol City 2, Huddersfield Town 0. Uh, another um, another thrilling uh, thrilling, <laughs> thrilling game for us. Uh, so thanks to everybody who's, who's joining. Um, so we've got Dan, we've got Johnny, so I'm going to unmute everybody so people can, can join in with the fun. Um, pause. You've stayed up especially, so unmute yourself if you've muted yourself. Pause. I know you're new to this, but you've you stayed up especially. Usually you're tucked up in bed around about this time, aren't you, mate? So um, thank you for staying up. You know, we know me and you, people like me and you need the beauty sleep. So just tell us what you've thought of, of the game. I, I feel pretty 
pretty down on the game, to be honest. I feel like I don't really want to talk about it. So um, you do the talking for me and let me know how you thought of it. What you thought of it. Yeah, pretty, pretty performance overall, I thought. Um, created a few chances. Certainly first half at one mil. Thought we had, you know, two or three chances on another night, another day going and it's a, it changes you know, the, the way that the game's played overall. But um yeah, we didn't take we didn't take those chances and obviously, you know, Bristol went went one 0 up. Uh second half looked a little bit brighter, kinda of, uh, moved ball a little bit better, but still didn't really Benefit Bristol in any you know sort of serious way, um, and then again, could could say we're unlucky with the with the chances that we had. Jones in the post, and then Bristol literally going straight up the other end of the field, and and then making it two 0 And sometimes you get the feeling that your luck's not in, and and maybe tonight we're one of those nights. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not looking good, is it? The the sort of the positives from from the performance where we, we created a few chances. Um, obviously, negatives we didn't take. Um, we, we, we're still looking very suspect at the back. Um, I think if you if you look back to last season, I think we were a, we were a team last year that we're never going to score millions of goals. Um, you know, odd game apart, we we kind of, we won quite a lot by the odd goal. Uh, but we were solid in defence. We were organised. Uh, we had that threat from set pieces as well, which we don't seem to have, and, and that organisation in defence seems to have disappeared as well. So, just you know, two main strengths really from last season out there anymore, and it's clearly obvious to show that you know, at the moment anyway we're not, we're not good enough. Um, people quite rightly sort of start asking who's to blame for that to not, you know, to not be good enough. Um, I've seen a little bit of a shift, you know, just reading Twitter quickly before coming on here in regards to. People kind of have enough off directly at Schofield now. I, think I still feel that is a little bit harsh. Um, you know, you're kind of given this role. Um, I don't think the squad's anywhere near good enough. So for an inexperienced manager to be given such a squad and, and expected to you know, be, be pushing top half at table after only six games is, is a big ask for me. I think we need to give him a little bit more time. Um, how long that is, I don't know. Certainly the, the noise that came out of Hoyle you know, when he were appointed, were, were that he, he sort of moved heaven and earth uh, to get Danny Scofield to skate to stay. So it's going to be very difficult now for Hoyle to come round and, and get rid of him. Certainly after six games, even after, even after ten, you know, when you usually kind of you know make your opinions and stuff like that. So it's going to be it's going to be quite interesting, I think, over the next few weeks as to as to how the mood of the fans in regards to Scott, we've obviously got a lot of people on tonight so it'd be, be great to hear some opinions uh, from them no doubt there's there's some that are, you know wanting him gone and some that want him to back in so um, yeah let's, let's let's see what other people have to say yeah we sat here Mr Cosmala decided to uh, to set this up didn't he and uh, and where is he He's absolutely shit-housed us, hasn't he, tonight? So he's, he's completely done one. He's set us up and done a runner, hasn't he? Um, Johnny, I'll bring you in at this point as well. Um, so Town did have chances. You know, we, we had a little WhatsApp group, didn't we? Um, Town, you know, Tom Lee's had a chance around about 14 minutes, 14, 15 minutes in, where Sorbers put the corner over and he's, he's you know made that near post run and he's just got a little bit underneath it and the ball's gone flying over. Um, Jordan Rhodes had a header just before that as well. Um you know, we, we we have had chances. You know, you look at the stats and we've created or what what's um, believed to be two clear cut chances there. Um, just tell us what you think of um, of the game itself. Yeah, I flick between trying to just trying to I mean put put where we are in the run Schofield, 
last season, everything to one side. I think sometimes a game at a certain point in a season, in a certain situation, can can um, the context around it can really change an opinion. So I've tried trying to move that to one side for a little bit. We do we do create chances in that game. Um, the, just as a pure on a positive side, Turton has a good chance, um, misses his header. Lees has a free head and kind of looks at the, to the sky and thinks, why is he not put that away? Um, and then obviously, um, Pat Jones at the end, great little great little chance, gets on it, um, does well to get on it, but just it just hits the post and that leads to the goal. So there's more to it than this, but pure looking at the, the three chances there were town of jumping crowd opportunities to score, same against West Brom. We did all we did create opportunities to score. I know we discussed that on the pod, but then the situation where we are, do you know what I mean? The, the bigger picture as a whole kind of comes flooding back and you think, but how long do we keep saying we're creating chances but we've lost the game? Create chances, lost the game, and then jump look at other issues and um Pozzer's gonna hit the nail on the head there with regards to the defending. Um, it, it is so poor and it was such a strength last season I know we have lost personnel out of that um, and I'd include Matty Pearson in that as well because um, he was an integral part of the defence I mean, for three quarters of the season last year he's, he's currently on the sidelines so it is, it is a bit of a major personnel shift but it's just gone um, what used to win us games like, like, like tonight would be would be that oh it would be that clean sheet we wouldn't concede I mean, you wouldn't have Naki Wells I mean, winning a header he won. He won two headers. One went in back of the net, and one he he, he put wide. He, he, I mean, that's a chance that Bristol City fans might point to and say, you know, hey, we we could have another one. Mm. But we we would get a no. We would get a nil, and we'd probably take one of the chances that come our way. We might come away one nil. And that's a difference, and it, it's it's fine margins. But the defending has is, has been shocking. Central midfield plays is poor again. It's an issue which we've seen week on week on week. Our ability to retain the ball, play simple passes, I mean, pass and move through the middle of the pack isn't there. And then you think, well, okay, you point to these chances, these clear-cut chances, but there are other issues. So it, it, it's hard. I mean, again, going on to the Schofield issue, it, I think town fans are quite understanding of that. I think it's a case of, if you look through Twitter, a lot of it is, look, Schofield needs to maybe be relieved or Jim Nelson's coming in and helping. But I think town fans are understanding the situation. But this squad... This squad for me, um, if we get the players that are in that room to come in and we can maybe try and show off a bit of midfield and consume and come back and play, it's better than where it is. It's better than the performances that it's churning out and the results we've got on, on the board. I know we're still quite early, but we are getting close to that 10-game mark now. And if, if that is the case, and I believe it to be the case, and we'll see what other people think, then you, the the finger just starts to turn to the coaching staff and the management um, as we kind of progress throughout the season. Um, but yeah, try to take some of the positives out of it. But ultimately, there's there are still the negatives, and you can't you can't keep ignoring the, the situation that surrounds Huddersfield Town and where we are in the league because ultimately that is what defines success in football is the league position. So the longer we go through the season, the more important that will become. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, Johnny. So, Can you um, us, uh, Matt? We're still waiting Johnny. for uh, for Mr. Kosmala, aren't we, to to join us? I think he's having a few issues. So what we'll do is we'll open up. So if anybody else wants to come on and, and have a chat, so I've I've invited a couple of other people on as well. So if you can't hear me like Cosy, then obviously I'd say let me let me know. But there we go. Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to get we'll be shouting uh, outside Matt, the door. We're trying to get on. Yeah, but, uh, just yeah. There's a few things really I think that game, stood out for uh, me, and I think. He's going. He's, is he going? Hear, he can't hear you. If you shut up, he'll be able to talk. 
It's like being an interpreter. You know what, Pods, my eye. There's nothing worse than I watch when I watch any football, I hate people getting cheap, easy crosses in. I want to see fullbacks batter someone, stand right tall to them, really force them to work so hard to get a cross in. That effort from Oli Turton today was absolutely pathetic. I don't know if he was still enough after missing his open goal header, but that's garbage. That that's kind of stuff for me that it's got relegation written all over it. That that's just no commitment. Rubbish, man. That and it just set the tone. It breaks your heart, doesn't it? You know, easy win and again, uh ruffles. Wow. I don't, I don't know if anyone had showed him any videos of Naki Worlds when he uh, played for us, but Wow, I mean, he's, he got in front of him again second half, should have scored really and that as well, but Ruffles had a shocker. Uh, for me, easily our, our worst player, Turton as well. He was rubbish and it's okay saying, yeah, we missed a lot of chances and yeah, we did, but if you can't keep clean sheets, there's no point and like you were saying earlier on, Pods, like the fact that it was underpinned last season, built on a on a strong defence and no gifts really, where this time it's it's a totally different ball game and... Yeah, so disappointing. Again, Pat Pat Jones, the uh, the live wire. I want to see him start on Sunday. No pissing about, Danny Schofield. No pissing about. All right, we're ill on Saturday. I want to see him start, mate. A breath of fresh air. Brilliant what he did again in such a short space of time, but he's got no fear. You know, he's got a bit of passion, and we want to see people like that. <clears throat> I just feel the next 24 hours uh, is huge for the Seal Town. Obviously, it's been such a bizarre kind of 24 hours we expected to see Healy in we expected to see Simpson in then we did see today that bizarre West Brom thing come up you know days after this video came out and it's just a bit of a mess at the moment but yeah I, you said pause what do you give Schofield at if you look before the international break we've got three massive home games to come uh, Wigan Cardiff and Sunday against Blackpool who've lost tonight against Blackburn for me, I think he's going to live and die by by them games. QPR away as well. And yeah, it's looking grim at the moment. But I thought Bristol City were there for the second tonight. I didn't think they were a good side coming into the game. I thought we had a good chance and we should have probably won, get the get the goals in front. But again, like, you know, Steve Chicken and, and Dave Archicks and their podcast, do we have to score three goals to win a match? Again, it looks like it, doesn't it? So huge concerns. And if you haven't got huge concerns about Huddersfield Town at the moment, then yeah, I'll have a part of what you're on, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one because we did, we did the pod on Sunday. Because just so you know, I think you and Matt are both logged in under the Take That Chance podcast, which is why you can't hear each other. Um, right. So if, you, if you log off, mate, change your account and log back in as yourself, uh, that should sort it I'm out. I'm about as uh, good as, as Ollie Turton tonight, mate, so I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right in what you say, though. I think these next few games will definitely define what, what's going to happen coming up setting it There we go. We just had to uh, remove Mr. Kosmala from uh, from all proceedings there. So uh, if anyone wants to know where Cosy is, I've just sacked him. So there we go. Now he'll be back on in a minute and we'll just invite a couple of others uh, back in to co-host as well. Pause. hopefully hasn't gone to bed. Brad, you've requested to speak. So what I'll do, buddy, is I'll bring you in just now, Brad. So if you want to have your say now, buddy, uh, and then we will move on to whoever's next. Evening, lads. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've, I've, I've not really watched it tonight because I've been elsewhere. But is it bad to say that it's getting that bad now? Where I'm kind of just looking at it and I just, I just expect it. 
you know, I, I just I just don't I don't see town playing and look at it and think that we're gonna get out. Like literally, like I sometimes I joke about it, but can you all hear me, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 We're all good. Brad, don't worry about it. So. Just, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's on my end, it's glitching. Um I'm just not really I I, I agree with what um what Cosy was saying about about showing heart and 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 grafting and we just haven't got that and I, 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 in all honesty I don't think I don't think Schofield's a man for us to be honest I think I totally agree that he's been thrown in the deep end and I feel awful for him because he's been given he's been given the worst tools and expected well unimaginable results but it's, I I also agree with what I can't remember who said it, but we've got these important home games coming next. I can't see three teams in this division worse than us at the minute. I, I seriously can't. So if those home games are so important, maybe it's I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting, but it might be damage limitation time. I, I know we're five games in, but the teams we've lost to, they're nothing special. They're not. They're not like top top teams you know lost to Norwich when they were bottom lost to Birmingham you know Burnley opening day you know that's by the by but 2-0 and obviously the scoreline suggests differently to the game from what I'm being told but if we're not scoring at least one in this game and they're doing two over us and from what I'm hearing missing easy chances it's just not looking promising is it like and, and like I say I just think we've lost his heart. Someone said earlier about how they were a certain way that we scored goals, and we've lost it. Um, we used to look at corners like free kicks and like like actual goal scoring opportunities, and now I just yeah, by the Nakayama one, I'm just like, don't realistically going to happen, is it? I I've genuinely lost me just as much as all them. I've, I I can't see where the next win's coming from. Um, so yeah. Do do you think Brad and well not just you Brad but everybody else as well who's listening in the just been just reading on Twitter quickly after the match and obviously there's the instant comparison with uh, with Carlos Carbran and you know the way that he played and stuff like that and under Carlos we never really played any sort of signalising football or anything like that I've always said me football is the results business and the performance comes second if you win you're happy Absolutely. you don't really care how you play do you think if we Take those early chances tonight, and we win. It's, it's obvious to say we'd be a lot happier because we've won. But two 0 you know, we come out two 0 winners. Yet we still play exactly the same. People are as as critical other. Um, obviously, there's there's the frailties, there's the, the fact that we a, we didn't score, and b we, we've started to let more in. But you know, you you kind of you know mentioned about the performances and, and not really wanting to tune in, and I kind of resonate with that because it's like you know with the L. You know, he's, he's not going to be great football to watch and we're probably going to lose. But last year, we were quite happy to play that football because we were winning. So it's kind of a it's kind of oh, a, little, a bit of a crossroads, isn't it, if you know what I mean? Like We weren't sort of critical of Carlos for playing this sort of boring style, for want of a, for want of a better phrase, because we were winning. But now all of a sudden, we're kind of playing that under Danny Schofield and we're not winning it. The, the performances are being analysed a lot more. I don't know what yeah. you guys think about that. Yeah, absolutely. You look into it more to see what's gone wrong. When we when we win, it's almost like even if there's a massive problem when we win, we just paper the cracks and leave it to next week because we've won. I I completely agree with what you're saying. 
But I think I think it's time now where we just have to, like I say, damage limitation. I think we have to just be simple with stuff and 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 go to basics and look to, you know, because you know every game we've played so far, right? Yeah, we're trying to play good football, but we're just not really coming out with anything. Like West Brom, didn't they have like seventy percent possession over us over that game? And we're the home side, you know. And, I mean, Birmingham, that were the one for me. I know, yes, it's early doors, but that were the one for me. I'm just like, there's no character. There's no grafting. You know, you've got Tino and the rest of them carrying show. I mean, genuinely, if we didn't have Tino, I I fear we'd even be below Coventry because I, I don't think there's any way we get those two goals. Well, we don't get those two goals against West Brom. Mm-hmm. And he looks hungry mm-hmm. and he's, he's giving a bit of graft. I'm not seeing it from all 11. And... Brad, I, I'm going to argue against you. I thought best we played all season tonight. I thought we played really well. We should have won, uh, definitely. And I thought we played well for quite a lot of game on Saturday. I, I think the last two performances have been good, but the worry is if you keep shipping in goals like we're we're going nowhere. So I'm not as down, kind of downbeat as, as you are, not like Schofield out or what have you. But again, it's just like if you're letting in two goals every other game, you, you know, you're know you in big trouble. But I think there's quite a bit to be positive about. I can see why we're after two centre-backs and uh, I can see why we're probably trying to get Will Boyle out. I think by Munich and Barcelona interested from what I've been hearing just on uh, Sky Sports now. But but no, in all seriousness, I, I, I think last two, that's what I mean. I, it's really weird because we, we played well, I think, last two games, but we've got one point. So we should be in good art, really, for these three games against teams that you know, are kind of around us in the table, but just don't feel right, does it? I mean, look, look we've just like, I, I agree. And obviously sometimes you can play well and lose. And sometimes you play awful and win. But I'd rather have the latter every single step of the way. I'd, I'd rather as defend for all game and then go and smash and grab it every game and win. Because ultimately, if we're, if we're, if we're playing good stuff, but we're not finishing in his chances, it's just, it's basic stuff that's letting us down. You know, that. Even even when we do play good, I feel like that's what lets us down. We end up doing all the hard work, playing this, you know, brilliant, intricate football, and then we go miss an easy chance. And Saturday was the first time in ages that we were clinical. And then look at what we go and do. We go and do the normal Huddersfield Town thing and bottle a lead. And you know, the crowd, you know, you know, we're, we're trying to really get behind them and thing. And it's just, it's just not happening for them. It's just not. We just we give such soft goals away, and I mean, look, Naki Wells is about five foot eight, and he's, he, you know, you've got defenders being beat to the ball. Yes, we can play well, but I'd rather we just, I'd rather we get the job done. And I think that the formation's wrong at the moment. Don't get me wrong, there's positives, but if we're not, if we're not getting anything from the game, then those positives just become half and quartered straight away because. You know, if if we play well every game but lose, we still go down at the end of the day. So it it's just how football is, really. If you don't if you don't get the goods, then ultimately we come out with egg on his face. And I totally get that it is getting slowly better in some aspects. But whilst one area gets better for us, we seem to just be so slack on the other. As we score more, we tend to concede more, and that's that's kind of how I'm seeing it at the minute. All right, just for that, Brad. Um, yes, difficult, isn't it, at the minute, especially with just one winning, you know, what is it, six, seven games now coming up to, if you, if you include the Cup as well. Um, I'll bring Josh Phillips in as well. Um, 
Josh, I'm nicely echoing for you, so I'll shut up in a minute. But um, it's been a while since we've had you on the podcast. Good to good to see you again. Congratulations on, on getting married. I can see you proudly displaying that picture in your profile there, buddy. Um, let us know. Get it off your chest. Let us know what's going on. Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, yeah, tonight's game. I only saw the first half because I had to nip out. But based on the first half and the West Brom game, I'd say I'm somewhere in between what Cosy was saying and what Brad was saying. Um, there are positives, which I can see, but also I wouldn't go as far as to say that we've played well. Um, at halftime, I texted you, Matt, and I said, I thought we did all right. And you you, uh, you disagreed with me, so I don't know if I saw it the yeah. uh, same as you. Um, I think we're doing okay, but we're still quite passive, aren't we? Um, anyway, the point I want to make is about the midfield. Um, what I really want to say is if we don't sign a midfielder tomorrow, um, which I don't think we are because we've not been linked with anyone, and I really fear for us in that position. Um, you've got Kasumu, who's supposedly brought in to replace O'Brien. Um, you know, he's got a bad injury record. Bit of a gamble to put all um, to put that on, on his shoulders. A young player as well. Um, Hog, you know, he'll start picking up more injuries. Maybe now he's not getting any younger. Um, when he does play, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, Russell, you know, I like Russell. Um, we've had a few disagreements about him. He's, but I will admit he's bang out of form, um, and and I, I think he needs a bit of time out of the team. But you can't because there's, there's no one to uh, to bring in to replace him. Um, and then you've let Scott High go to Rotherham, which I thought at the time, you know, yeah, fair enough, let him go out get some games. Um, but right now, you know, he'd probably be, he'd be getting games, wouldn't he, for us? So yeah, I'm just want to know what you guys think about if you think we need a midfielder as well, but it doesn't look like we're going to get one. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I highlight. Sorry, pause. I was going to say I highlighted this. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I, I think we're really lacking a, an energetic uh, ball player midfielder. Um, I don't think the blend's right at all. In the if, if we're going to play that double pivot, I don't really like. I thought Ridoni had was one of the bright sparks actually. Today. I thought Ridoni and and Sober were probably two of the better ones uh, overall. And I like Jack Ridoni, but I don't really see him playing in that sort of pivot along with, you know, either Hog. And I don't really see a natural partnership there. You know, we talk about, you know, your ball winners and your ball players, if you like, and I don't see one that fits. Um, you know, you throw Russell in there, maybe Russell and Kasumu works a little bit, but Kasumu's obviously got his problems. But I, I really think we're a, an energetic um, passing midfielder short and um, alarmingly so at the moment. I completely agree as well. I think we've... Over the podcast last few episodes, we've been saying how much we, we absolutely desperately need that that midfielder. Maybe we'd be have a slightly different opinion, like say if Kasumu and Jamin come on looked energetic for ten minutes, kind of got a harsh yellow card and then gone off. Jamin, if he managed to play the first few games, it might have looked a bit a bit different. But again, it's 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 an injury record that was we all knew. Um, but it's such a gap. I've seen I've seen Russell getting a bit of heat. Um, I thought he did better today, Johnny. To be honest, I yeah, thought he, I, I thought, thought he lifted thought, it a bit today. Yeah, I thought he did a little bit. I thought he um he got a little a little bit more of his old game back. But it's again, it's um it's not it's not who else. The question I ask is who else plays at the moment, and that's I mean that's that's a problem with fitness in that central midfield position. But absolutely agree with with yourself and Matt. It's an area where there's a massive gap there. Um, and we said in the pods um on Sunday. We've not really even been linked to anyone in that position, so hopefully it's I mean the best kept secret and others at the moment someone's going to come in, but it's a gap we really need because it is, it is where a lot of our problems are coming from going forward and defending. Players are having to 
put themselves defenders, centre backs, and put themselves in positions that they weren't, that they didn't have to do last season, or they're not comfortable with doing. It's because we're just so behind playing that midfield, or the gaps are so big, um, and we've got players playing in there who they're not playing to the strengths. Russell doesn't work as a two. Rodoni's done okay, but again, it's not his. It's not where he plays. It's not where he plays best. So we're kind of not. I don't feel we're seeing the best Rodoni because he's been asked to do a role. And he's doing well at it, but it's not his natural position. So fix that. I do think we fixed a lot, of, a lot of things alongside it. But hopefully we'll so, we'll get somebody in. One thing, one thing we were chatting about, and obviously we have our own WhatsApp group, and everyone's not privy to that. But one thing we were discussing was um, the actual territory that Huddersfield Town have. You know, in these games, we, we're looking back over the course of the season. How many times do we? have possession in the opponent's half and dictate the ball within their half. I can't really think of many, uh, many examples of doing so. Um, and that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see us on the ball in the opposition half, passing and probing and looking for spaces. And I'm not quite seeing that at the minute, but th- like I said, there are some good players in there. You know, you've got Tino, you've got Rodoni and, and Sauber, et cetera. So hopefully, you know, sooner or later, something, something clicks for them uh, and hopefully something clicks for, uh, a couple of our next few speakers. So, if you want to have a say, um, make make a request to uh, to speak, and we'll we'll see what we can do on that one for you. And we've got uh, Fax Terrier um, wants to speak. So, if you're still listening and we've not bored you to tears, uh, come in, get it off your chest. Let us know what you think. Yeah, cheers, guys. Uh, my name's Chris. Um, I have a different name on Twitter. Um, listen to her all the time, and this is my first time speaking. So, cheers for. Uh, for letting me come on. Um, I think we are in serious trouble, guys. I really, really do. It's, um, it's not looking good. Um, I agreed with what Brad said earlier. Uh, Danny Schofield, great guy, legend as a player. Um, I just don't think he's good enough at this level. Um, it's baffling at times with his tactics. Some of his substitutions are a bit strange. Um, and just the way we play, I mean, I know we played all right against West Brom, um, but as soon as they got a goal back, um, I, I, I didn't think we were going to win the game. Um, it's it's just poor at the minute. Um, and I look at the squad, and it's not... I admit that. Um, but I think the squad is better than it should be at the moment. Um, I think we should be mid-table. And I think that any manager with any kind of championship experience would... Would have as mid table, and as I say, I love the guy. Thought he was a fantastic player. He's one of my all-time favourite players at Huddersfield Town is Danny Schofield. But I, I just don't think he's, he's he's good enough at this level yet. I think he's too inexperienced. Um, and the way it's going, I think I think we're just delaying the inevitable. I, th- I think I don't think it's going to happen imminently, but um, I, I do think at some point um, he's going to be relieved of his duties, which is. Like uh, it's really, really sad because he's such a good guy and he was such a fantastic player for us, but it it just ain't working. Uh, I just think. Okay, it's dip- I don't know if that's me, but it's just dipping a bit in and out for Chris there. Um, I think one one question that we can probably open is: Do you, you know the players are a little bit downbeat at the minute? Do you think the players are, are playing for the coach? You know, that's I think a valid question at this point in time. I'd hope to. Th- I would like to think they are, uh, and things just aren't quite, you know, like Cosy says, things probably, hopefully, aren't quite as bad, and things just aren't quite going for us. You know, that will boil 
tackle on Carl and Grant. We'll call it a tackle, shall we, on Carl and Grant that we saw on Saturday, uh, and we'll and we'll gloss over very quickly. But uh, at this point, now we're going to invite more people uh, on to speak as well. Otherwise, we'll move on to uh, the transfer window because it is the close of the transfer window tomorrow, and I'm sure everybody is really keen on. Uh, seeing what happens with, with Huddersfield Town. So if anybody would like to come on, so Stato, I can see you there. Tom Bradshaw's completely bottled out of speaking several times despite my requests at the minute. So um, Tom's keeping himself to himself. Well, Josh, what? Well, we go. Well, go on, Johnny. I'll, I'll just say something on the back of that. Um, this on Danny Schofield, is, is, it, I mean, is, it, is it the right time for him, etc., and his abilities as, as a coach? I think it's a little bit. it's a little bit kind of the man after syndrome, but different to kind of Wagner last time. Because I think the way, I mean, the way Carlos left, how much obviously the prize it was to the players and how much the players obviously liked and bought into Carlos. I think it, it, for me, um, not necessarily just experience in, in coaching and running a football team and being a, a head coach, but more just someone who, who's got a bit more of a big personality or not necessarily a name, but has, has been there and has taken over a few teams before and can, has that experience to do that to mean to, to change a, a mentality or to change a culture or to have the to mean the head strength to come into a dressing room that is a little bit down or a little bit kind of like disappointed or shell shocked. I think that's where um Danny probably is in, in my opinion because I mean I don't know the guy not a football coach. I think that's where he probably might be struggling is that he's coming in he's coming in a real negative situation but not not your normal negative situation. Um and he's probably not got experience to, to, to do that as well as kind of get his um, methodology across gets his how he wants to play. If he'd come in with, with longer and he'd, he'd come in a different situation, or he'd come in where managers normally do. Do you know what I mean? They come in where players have probably given up on the old manager or kind of w- would welcome a change and it, it's fresh and it's new. He, he probably might have done better. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but I'm just thinking that experience there is a the thing where it, for me it was a wrong appointment. I think we need someone who had, had done that or had a bit more experience to come in in that situation. Um, so yeah, probably right man, wrong time. For me, I think that's the kind of the area where I'd, I'd worry and probably feel most for Danny. Not necessarily his ability, but just his experience to kind of work a dressing room and um, just just have the, the head strength to, to do that in the situation that the, the, the dressing would have been in when Carlos kind of left. Mm-hmm. I Johnny, in regard, sorry, Matt, in regards to sort of the man management side, I, I totally see that because obviously being but he's been part of that. He's been part of the coaching staff down at the town for a while now. So they've been in that dressing room when Carlos were there. And one of the big reasons why Hoyle said that he got Schofield was because basically it were for continuity purposes, as in they're going to continue to play the same way as Carlos. They're going to have the same sort of outlook that the club's going to run in the same way. So when you're talking about getting his style of play across and all that sort of stuff, surely that's no different to how it should have been. It's just a the players. So if you're thinking that the the style is going to be the same, I know you personally, if Hoyle's thinking the style is going to be the same and sort of the way that they're, they're wanting to play football, surely the recruitment need, needed to be better to bring players in that could do that, if that makes sense. So regardless of whether it was Carlos or Schofield or anybody else who might have come in to that position, the way that the, the club and the way that they wanted to play football that's that's not changed or it shouldn't have changed for me from what we were saying. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So like, no, it, yeah, I do. I do understand. Are the players that have come in not good enough? And, and oh, you're not telling me I Will Boyle's not a like for like replacement of Levi Cowell, mate. <laughs> no, exactly. no, no, exactly, and that's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's not good enough yet. 
the noise that came out from the top were that they felt this squad were good enough to replicate what happened last season. Which is clearly not the case. The fact that Lombard might be going out on loan says it all, doesn't it? We were bought and now we're going out. So... You know, do, to I, me, you've got to look at you've got to look at the players and, and they've, they've been recruited. The recruitment has that been good enough for the summer? Because for me, that's what's letting us down as well. At the moment. I do agree with your point, but he did he, he did kind of he did kind of change it tactically. Didn't he? For the, certainly for preseason and the first game, um, it was it was different. Um, we played that double pivot where we hadn't before, and he quite quickly kind of reverted back to it. I guess it's just different, isn't it? It's dealing with personalities. It's trying to pick players up. It's kind of I mean. The way Carlos ran the dressing room and probably sports players was, would have been different. But yeah, you do make it. He's not kind of coming absolutely new, but I guess he has tried to change it. He did say how he wanted to change the way he played and to be more progressive and a bit more attacking and get more players forward. So I guess he has tried to put his own stamp in it somewhat. Mm. But I do also, I mean, I do also agree with what you're saying as well. Right, guys, I'm going to bring some more people in uh, just on my my post, uh, my take on on Schofield. Is I really, I'm still really hoping it works out with Danny, and I'm 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 not want to jump in straight after a defeat and sort of give an opinion like that. So I'm going to sit on the fence, but some people hopefully won't be sitting on the fence and we've just improved, approved as speakers. So I'm going to bring in one man now who um, I've wanted to ask actually to come on the pod a few times so I could ask him live on uh, live on this, and that's Chris Fountain. So Chris, if you want to uh, unmute yourself. Hi, Chris. Good evening. And good, evening. Uh, good to hear from you. And how are you doing? And, and, and get it off your chest. I'm just, I just don't really know what, what to think at the moment. I mean, in terms of signings, like we've, like people have probably said already, we've, I don't feel like we've replaced the people that have gone. I mean, I hate to say it about Ruffles, but I just don't think he's up to it. Um, there's been very few flashes of like a good player there. Like I'm not, not sold on him. Obviously, we're not seeing much of Kasumu yet, who I kind of had hopes for being the replacement for, for O'Brien. But it just, I just can't put my finger on what's going wrong because essentially, like we've we've got Andrew in back, we've got Thomas who was there last season who was who was great, and it's just it doesn't seem to be firing. It, it just doesn't. There's something not clicking. I don't know whether it's the manager, I don't know whether the players are just not asked anymore. Like even one, one thing I picked up on was like obviously Tino came in the last last game and scored them two really good goals. Like the first one was incredible, but. At the same time, like one thing I picked up on after the match, like for me, losing a two nil, um, a two nil lead at home, and coming back. Obviously, West Brom are a good team, but after the game, you see all the players bigging each other up, saying, "Oh yeah, what a great goal!" And it was like, lads, we we didn't win. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's great. He's, I'm brilliant. I'm really buzzing that he's he scored these great goals and he's showing what he's capable of. But he's still not able to play more than sixty minutes, and. Like the 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 attitude just doesn't seem right for me. Like they're all bigging each other up, saying, "Oh yeah, we're scoring great goals and everything," but we're, we're losing. We're not winning. Like we're not. We're not. We're not. We're so far behind where we were last season. I mean, like I didn't actually see the game tonight, but it, again, like from what I've from what I'm reading, like we've had another another terrible first half. Like, how are we not learning from from anything from the um, from the, the game so far? Like. It shouldn't be taking us forty-five minutes to to figure out other teams. And like, from from what I've heard about tonight, we had a few a few near misses and stuff. But like, you've got to put these away, man. You have to. You like, if we want to try and like continue with that continuity, like that's obviously why, what, what why we've we've kept um, Schofield on as a manager to to kind of 
play like we were playing last season, and we're nowhere near it. I just don't. I, I, I'm I'm a bit lost for words, really. Like it's, it's gone. It's gone from being last last season, being really excited to watch Town again for for the first time in however many, and we've literally gone completely opposite direction. And it's like. Chris, were you, were you behind the Schofield apartment or not? Or would you have gone a different route? I mean, I wasn't not behind it, but I mean, you've, you've got to be, I mean, all credit to him. Like, it is underwhelming, really. I mean, I'm still like, I'm still in, in not entirely sure why Carlos has gone. Like, I don't think we're ever going to find out exactly what's happened there. Um, but it, it, don't, it sounds a bit fishy. I don't know whether it's because he wasn't getting back in or because... There's the, the Nottingham Forest conspiracy that, that that their owners just kind of come in and just like bought everyone off. Like obviously Toffolo and O'Brien's gone, and now his manager's gone to his other team. It's like what's happened? What's happened there? I'm not sure. I fully subscribe to that, but I mean, I was I was willing to give him a chance, but I mean, so far it's not good, is it? It's not like it's not. I've not seen a, a, def, a definite like style of play. I'm not sure what like last year. Every every game you knew pretty much who was going to be playing and how we were going to set up. Whereas this time, it's just, we don't know where we're three at the back. Obviously, we've we've got injuries with, uh, with um, oh, bloody hell, mine's gone. Um, we've had injuries at the back, but it just, you don't know. Again, like, Russell's gone backwards. Like, it's just done, I don't know, mate. It's just, it's, it's really, really gone from being really excited to watch town to now I'm not, I'm not. I, I was constantly last season trying to get um, streams and trying to watch it some way or another, and now I'm not even that arsed about watching it at the moment. And it's it's not. It's, it's I don't. It's not a, a place that I like to be in. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cosy, what what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, I agree. I, and, and one thing as well, we, we talk about Carlos, you've, you've touched upon that there. Um there were rumours that Carlos was a little bit um, upset about what he um, perceived to be some kind of interference or not having, you know, full control over what he wanted. And there's a couple of strange tweets I've seen tonight about, um, you know, uh, alluding to the same thing about Danny Schofield as well. And I suppose there's that side of things to consider is, you know, you know what what remit has Danny Schofield been given, and is is yeah. this all on his shoulders? There's a there's a few questions perhaps that need to need to be answered or, or maybe need to be asked more, more apparently. So I agree. Um, I mean, that, I think that is interesting. I'm not, I'm not on the, I'm not on the side of everyone who's, who's bashing Dean Hoyle, to be honest. I mean, we like, we've got a lot for to be grateful for, for, for that man, I think from, from our football club. Um, and again, like if, if you, if you ask the question of if he was to leave and sell us to somebody else, like are we going to end up like in the Newcastle situation? I mean, obviously they've been bought now by the Saudis, but 
like before, you, you, you see just so many horror stories about owners just coming in and just absolutely ripping the, the soul out of the club. So I'd, I'd be... I'd be quite hesitant for him to to go, but I mean, it's like, where are we at now? What's the what's the plan? Like, what? It just doesn't seem we, like when we had Carlos, like we were we were getting these players from from Premier League clubs. I mean, obviously we've got Andrew in, but like, are we like the way that we're playing at the moment? Are we still going to be in in the running to get them players? Because it just doesn't like. I mean, it, we, obviously we we need some players in. But are they going to want to come to us? Like, if they've got other options, like there's this thing with Tyree Simpson at the minute. Like, if he's got an offer from West West Brom, now obviously he's done this 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 interview in the kit and all that. Like, I mean, what God knows what's going on there. But are people going to want to come to us? I don't think I'd want to. It's a good question. I, I, I'm not. I'm not someone who's uh, who's going to sort of. Um, mention things that I've I've heard, you know, in terms of, in in a public space, but I wouldn't worry too much about the, um, the Tyree Simpson West Brom thing at this moment in time. I think that will will uh, reveal itself in its full full self tomorrow, so I think that'll be okay. But but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to to go over there. Um, thanks for that, Chris, and one, definitely. One more uh, thing I just want to go say, on, mate. just just quickly, like I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it and stuff, but I, like the the post match interviews from Danny Schofield, like. I don't really get anything from it. It seems very generic. It feels like tonight he says we wanted to attack, so we put all the attacking pitches, the, the all, all the attacking players on the pitch. Well, well, yeah. Well, that's that's what we should be doing. Like I just don't, I, I just don't feel like I, I get. I, 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 obviously, he's a new manager, and I'm sure he don't want to upset the dressing room and stuff. But like, if we're not playing well, like obviously, I'm not saying come out and slag the players off, but there's never really been any kind of. Any any words of like it's not good enough? We need to improve. It's just all like, well, you know, we we need to do this and do. It, it just doesn't seem like there's any like fire there. I want I want someone who's going to say, look, we've not played well enough. It's not good enough. We're going to change things. We're going to do that. And it just I just like I say, it's all very very generic for me. Yeah, I th- there's a lot of managers like that. To be honest, Chris, I think I've heard um, my pal Dave Hartrick always says David Wagner was quite like that. But I I hung off every word David Wagner said. But exactly, yeah, you know, we, we we do that when we're, when we're winning. But he he found him very bland and very sort of uh, matter of fact in that way as well. But you know everybody finds finds it differently. But there's a lot of coaches definitely like that who just don't do particularly well in front of the media. And I thankfully, the they're very different no behind it. Up, no one wants to upset anybody, do they? Everyone wants to kind mm. of be on, on the side of like up, making everybody there's happy. No, Ni- like, no Nigel, uh, no Brian Cloughs anymore. Is there? That's, there's uh, no, there's no. Unfortunately, Whether that's yeah. a good thing or a bad young. thing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely bad. Definitely bad, young man. Right. Uh, thanks a lot for Chris for that, Chris. Uh, Cheers, definitely mate. get you on I the would, pod would, one would, time if you fancy it. I'd love to, mate. I'd love to get on there. Brilliant. We'll we'll sort that out uh, via DMs quite soon. And I'll bring on somebody who has been on the podcast quite recently, and that is our man from uh, Greenbow, Alabama. That's uh, Jerry Hinnon. You all right there, Jerry? Just unmute yourself and then get fired in, bud. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks for getting the spaces together. Hi to all the town fans. I, I won't talk for too long. I, I just – my main worry right now is – with Danny Schofield and his performance is how little improvement we've seen on the defensive half of the field from game one to now, like game one, obviously it was Burnley. They're a good team, but they cut us to ribbons in that very first 45 minutes. And now we're, you know, six matches later after that. Um, and Bristol city, I don't think is anyone's, you know, they've got some good players. Vyman obviously is a very talented goal scorer, but they're not anyone's, 
idea of one of the sort of heavyweights in this division. Uh, they scored two. They hit the post in the first five minutes after Ruffles got torched uh, down his side and his man put in a cross. Um, you know, and then Nichols had to make his, you know, one usual wonder save per match there, you know, towards the end. And, you know, I, I think you can, can sort of look at the positive from this match and say, well, you know, if uh, Pat Jones doesn't hit the post, if Curtin or Lees, either one of them puts away like a pretty straightforward chance there in the first half, the game is very different. And that's true. But at the same time, uh, if Bristol don't hit the post, uh, you know, in the fourth minute or one of those other chances late on goes in, this could be a three or four nothing match. And it worries me that, you know, we've talked about Grafton being more difficult to play against. And I think there's a lot to that. And, you know, it's not just that, you know, town are not difficult to play against and they're not forcing teams to really struggle and make good plays to score goals that it's very straightforward against Huddersfield Towns defense right now we're going to cross the ball to Naki Wells uh with two players on him and he's still going to score it's just very very frustrating that after seven games they're still disorganized that the goals are still as soft as they are and there hasn't been that improvement from match one to now so that worries me the other thing that worries me is that somebody else alluded to it earlier, um, but, you know, we got off to the terrible start under Jan Seward a couple of years ago before the Callies came in, and I don't think in this championship uh, town can afford to necessarily wait that long and have that kind of start again where they take one point from whatever the first ten matches. Obviously, they're ahead of that pace, uh, but there aren't any Wickham Wanderers in the division this season. There aren't any – like Barnsley from last season, there's not any of these teams where you just circle and you say, oh, well, they're definitely going down. They're definitely worse than, you know, town, you know, uh, Peterborough last year would be another example. You know, I, I would like to think that they'll finish ahead of Rotherham still, but, you know, there's not finding somebody else alluded to this earlier in the spaces. I think it was Chris, uh, you know, said it's tough to find three or four other teams in this division who are worse than town. And, it's going to continue to be tough until we see some improvement on the defensive end. And, you know, I wondered coming into this match, like Ruffles, you know, I know we all want to give him time. I, by all accounts, he's a great dude. He contributed last season. You know, we know that Turton took a little while to come into his own last season. Uh, but I just don't think he's getting it done right now. Like the defense is just not good enough. Um, and so I wondered, like, you know, maybe we move you to – uh, out onto that left back, and we bring in Edmonds Green, who I think has fared fairly well enough, all things considered, there in the center. You know, we didn't do that. And then, you know, I, I think is a very talented player. I like seeing him on the ball, particularly by a center back. But he's not a big dude, and he got beat in the air straight up tonight by Nack. Well, like, you know, so I think there's a bit of an issue there. I wonder if that's something that we could see change. It's just those little adjustments uh, that – you know, I feel like we've just got to get those little things sort of fixed in the back. I wonder about Russell in the midfield. I do think he was better tonight than at some stages in this season. But still, if we're vulnerable at the back and we're talking about not having that graft and aggression in midfield, you know, that's not what John Russell is going to provide. And, you know, I it's maybe not fair, but the one win Town have this season, Russell started that game on the bench. We had Hogg and Rudoni kind of has that double pivot in the middle uh, of the 3-4-3, 5-3-2, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
you know, I so I, I really think Schofield has to think about dropping Russell as well. I think he's an immensely talented player. All credit for what he accomplished last season. I think he's going to be a key part of the squad going forward. But right now, Town have to get better, especially defensively, in a hurry uh, in this division. And I, I wonder if some big changes, you know, kind of have to be made. So, you know, again, thanks, guys. Enjoyed being on. Uh, and talk soon. Jerry, Jerry. Absolutely love hearing from Jerry. Top man. So thanks, Jerry. Uh, right. Uh, we'll go from Alabama to uh, Dale Marsden. Why not? Uh, Dale, do you want to take yourself off of mute and uh, get fired in, mate? And good to hear from you as well, pal. Evening, chaps. Short and sweet from me. Um, I think what you see at the minute is a direct reflection of the off-field problems at the club. And it's something that I've been saying for a number of years. It's an absolute mess. There's no plan, there's no direction, there's no leader. There is nothing good about this club at the minute. And I've got to kind of reflect on what I was saying about Corbrand last year because I did think he was the most boring manager I've probably come across since Paul. However, he papered over the massive cracks that, that are happening at the club on a weekly basis. There's, to me, I just don't know where we're going. I don't think anyone at the top knows where they're going. I don't think anyone's interested at the top. And you've got people like Bromby getting off scot-free for producing shit year after year. I think these are where our issues, rather than on the field, you can pick the bones off every performance, but I think it's a direct reflection of what's going on above that. Danny Schofield has got the worst set of cards that, he's, that any manager's probably had. So I won't subscribe and I won't listen to any kind of negative talk about him because... For me, he is just he's just been a joey. He's just been chucked in at the deep end. And there needs to be some direction from the top. Who, who's, who's the top man that you're aiming at? Bromby uh, or... Well, at the, minute, at the minute, it's going to have to be Hoyle. But it's between him. It's between Hodgkinson as well. But I guess that guy's gone. So it's not really something I can attribute to him fully. Bromby. Bromby is probably one of the biggest concerns, but why is no one picking up his kind of lack of quality in the director of football? Where's the recruitment? There's, I think our recruitment is probably is, is probably one of the worst in the division. We don't seem to improve year on year. There have been a couple of good signings, but we don't seem to improve the squad. Or Other than the defence last year, we don't seem to be improving on certain positions. Uh, we seem to be trying to get lucky with lower league players rather than picking them off for a particular reason or a particular attribute and quality. Um, it seems to be more than just performances that are, uh, is my issue. Are you not impressed with Radoni uh, recently? I, I, from I, am, I am pretty impressed with Radoni. But again, he's one of very few there's few and far between these good signings. I think I think what you've got to look at as well is I I agree with you. I think Corbran was absolutely fantastic at putting a team together and hiding the um, weaknesses of that team as well. So you know players like Ollie Turton, uh, for example, who had a really rough start, um, they found a way to implement Ollie Turton in that defence and and get him to do what he was good at. And I thought Corbran, you know, and John Russell as well, John Russell's lack of pace is, is also, you know, been a concern recently. But again, they put the right players in terms of Lewis O'Brien, et cetera, around John Russell, and they were man- they managed to negate that really well. 
and move on. So I do think, you know, you're right in what you say in terms of what Carlos Corbrand did was great. Uh, in terms of recruitment, um, I guess the budget is what it is, isn't it? Um, and you can only bring in certain players of a certain level with with what you're given. It's it's no doubt a, a difficult one out there. Uh, Luton seemed to do that particularly well, though. So you can also throw uh, Luton Town into the mix and say, how come they can get it so right? Um, but, you know, we did finish in the playoffs last year, so I don't think it's all doom and gloom, to be honest, with, with regards to that. But um, it is a frustration at the moment, isn't it? And I, I will say, I think in terms of the deck of hands, I thought Carlos Corbin had a really tough one. Um, the start of, oh, get my years mixed up now. Was it 2021 when he still had the likes of Mbenza, et cetera, um, Pritchard there and, you know, having to play Ben Jackson in midfield, et cetera. So I think there've been a couple of rough, uh, rough uh, moments, but he managed to find a way to make that work. And I do really hope Danny Schofield finds the same way to make that work as well, to be honest, Dale, because, you know, he, he is a, a cult hero, isn't he, at the club? And, you know, I'm sure everybody wants Danny Schofield to be a success. I, think, I hope he I gets a full is... season to practice like Corbrand did and given a 7-0 defeat in the middle of that. Um, but Corbrand he got off to a good start, out. though, didn't he? He, 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 built the, he built the platform for that, though, I, didn't he? I'll give him that, I'll give him that. But he also had a pre-season. He also had some kind of, you know, preparation. Danny Schofield has had zero preparation. So I'm not going to attribute any kind of any kind of the, the bad performances on him just yet. Um, it won't be all kind of scot-free for him, but he's had zero preparation. Uh, he's just a yes man, and I feel I do feel for him. Again, I don't think there's been a plan. I think, again, Hoyle was telling Porkies, saying oh, it was always the plan to get him in. Uh, it was never the plan. It was the same as what he said about Siva. They, they were tracking him. Um, for all of Hoyle's good points, right now he's he's... I think his heart's lost. He's, I think he's he's not interested. Uh, and his problem is who's going to buy the club because no one's going to lose £10 million a year on us. I think the thing is for me, guys, is like it feels like we're starting from scratch again. But then I've just been kind of thinking about it. Like we lost, we were absolutely cheated in that playoff final. So the emotional baggage of, of that were absolutely huge. We're just kind of recovering from that as a club. And then obviously Carlos leaves us, what was it, three, four weeks to go. Then right at the death, we knew they were probably going anyway, but we lost two of the players, you know, the best two players to the club that absolutely mulled us in the, in the final. And and you always get an hangover normally from the playoff kind of finals anyway, although maybe our time in League One, we kind of got up there straight away again and we were good at shrugging it off. And I don't know, maybe, maybe should we cut them a bit more slack than, than what we are? Because part of me thinks, well, hang on, it's still the same players, but it's... We've had a lot of body blows, haven't we, in that as well? And I just, but but then obviously throwing in an inexperienced coach and that as well. Is it any real surprise it started like it has? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's surprising. I think if you think back, Ozzy, to our pre-season discussions on on the pod and also kind of in general, we all said that we'd. We'd struggle, I think, realistically. I think I think Dale makes made a really good point in the fact that we've brought in these players and we don't seem to improve the squad as a whole. So we might, you know, we might bring in three or four players, but they don't really improve anything. You know, um, you look at like you talk about the Brentford model of of which we are supposedly trying to sort of replicate at town and they've always done really well in that they've managed to to sell big and then buy in three or four that within another two or three years go on and then they sell those big and then they reinvest it and get and get the right players where 
obviously I appreciate now they're in Premier League, their fees will be just automatically higher. But we don't we don't seem to do that. I think uh, it might have been Johnny earlier or whoever we were talking about central midfield role and, and Johnny Russell. The fact that we sold Lewis O'Brien, uh, probably one of the, the best midfielders in, in the championship. Yet we seemingly had no backup plan for him. It, it was kind of obvious that um, he was going to be leaving. You, you know, there was talk of it before the end of the season. So they were pretty much nailed on and yet we didn't have a, a like-for-like replacement. All right, we signed Kasuma, yeah, but we all said before how you know, injury-prone he was. So if that were the case, maybe we should have gone for either somebody else or had another player to come in to sort of cover, cover for him. And I think, you know, when Dale, when Dale talked about lack of planning and lack of, you know, vision and lack of clarity and where we want to go, it's those sort of things that cast that sort of opinion and that sort of doubt in, into people's minds. Because there's no doubt in my mind that, that this squad now is is massively weaker because the players that we let go, I mean, people forget, I think I mentioned this earlier on, on the pre-season, but people forget about like people like Saar and Sanani Corwell, because we didn't sell them, they've, they've kind of slipped under the radar and no longer been with us. And none of the players that have come in are anywhere near that quality. So then to lose O'Brien and Toffolo as well, that's probably five of your main starting 11 that's gone and been replaced with an inferior quality. So when you talk about are we surprised with how bad it is, probably not, no, because the players that have come in are not at the level that we had last year. So they're going to struggle. And we've got a new manager. And he only got maybe, you know, three weeks at best notice to say that we're going to be first team manager. So, you know, when you take all that into consideration, it's no surprise at all, really. Interesting you mentioned okay. Brentford there. Because um, yeah, when, when they sold on their players for big money, they went and signed players for much bigger money than what we're spending. You know, but Ivan Tony, I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to spend five million on a player like that, but, you know, Charlie Good, nearly a million pound. Vitaliano, Another, he cost a fair bit as well. Um, so I just think we're doing sort of a very, very low budget version of Brentford, what Brentford did. And this is the consequence of that. Okay. Well, let's get some more speakers on um, because this is what we're trying to do. So uh, next we've got Stato. So uh, unfortunately, not Angus Lockram, but HTFC Stato, aka Ben, if you want to take yourself off mute, if we've not sent you to sleep, buddy, and, uh, and get yourself fired in. Even that's. Um, I just feel sorry for Scofield at this point. I think he's been dealt like a horrendous hand. I think like, based off like last year, if you look at like our most used eleven, you've lost Colwell, O'Brien, Sonani, Toffolo, Adam Pearce, and that's five very key players that are just just gone. Then the people he brought in, like Jack Radoni, he's going to be a great player, but he's quite raw at the moment. And Will Boyle going to be getting out on loan soon. Like what is that sort of signing? Conor Mahoney can't even make the matchday squad. Bakayama's looking good. Kasumi's just looks quite injury prone. And then Andrin, who was here last season, and Kessler Hayden. Like, it's just not really a great bit of business from us in the transfer window. Added in, like, almost like O'Brien and Toffolo, who were just so key to us last year. Like, Toffolo, especially, like, going forward. Like, I think he was a little bit suspect defensively, but his attacking play was just so key to us. Um, I know we've been, like, mentioned with a few players, like Helic, um, that guy from City. In Simpson, but I just think it's a bit, a little, little bit, a um, little bit too late for that, which is my worry. I just think like Schofield just got just been given three weeks of pre-season to try and ascend or something, and it's just so hard for him. Given it's his first job, um, personally, I would have let him go to Belgium. I think he needed that first managerial stint before going to town because I think the Championship such an unforgiving league to come into as a first job. 
So yeah, that's my uh, my take at the moment on it. Okay, cheers, Ben. Um, I expected a couple of stats thrown in there from you, Ben, as as usual. But um, I think there's some some good points in there as well, and there's definitely some people are coming out fighting for Danny Schofield as well now, which is which is nice to hear. It's um, it's not nice and it's not pleasant to sit and be critical of um, of a man who's done a lot for the football club. So it's uh, it's good to hear the other side and. Uh, and maybe the other side we'll get from Nick Barlow. I think Cosy's trying to speak, but we'll we'll send Nick in first. Uh, Nick, you've been waiting to speak for a little while, so cheers for that. Um, jump in, take yourself off mute, and uh, get fired in. Cheers, Matt. Hey guys. Um, well, what what can I say? It's cheered me right up this conversation. <laughs> All positive <laughs> and happy. And we aim we aim to yeah. please, you know. Yeah, could be yeah. worse, Nick. You could have a Claret and Amber uh, shirt on, mate. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. I mean, uh, the only thing that cheered me up tonight was seeing that Forrest got spanked by Man City 6-0. And when you start seeking solace in other teams' misfortune just to bring a, a little uh, shred of smile to your face, you know that you're in for a tough season. And, um, God, I don't know. It's, it's, so, it's so difficult. Uh, you know, Danny Schofield, I really, I really like the guy as a person. And I do think he's got potential to be a great coach, but I agree what people saying, you know, that the championship is a tough, tough league. It's not a league to blood in as a manager um, or a coach, should I say. And I just think he's been dealt a bit of a duff hand. I think he didn't expect to get the job. It was kind of last minute. It was a rush pre-season. The players are suffering a hangover, obviously, from the from the playoff defeat. And I just think as a, as a squad, you know, that togetherness, one thing we did our last season was was togetherness. We looked like a team. We had organisation. We had commitment, desire, which we all craved in the seasons before. We were absolute dog shit. And we've, we've, we've managed to get that team spirit back together. And now I look at the team and we're just, we're just, we're just ungelled. We just, they look, the players look lethargic, making basic mistakes. It looks so easy to score against us when it was so difficult last season. We've never scored loads of goals ever since we got promoted back to the Championship. But, you know, at least last season we had such a solid defence that we could sort of build on. And now we're just back to being so, so easy to play against. And I just, I just don't, I don't think it's Schofield's fault. I think it's just, it's just such a difficult situation. Because what do you do, though? You know, you can't, you can't replace the players. You know, the, the team at the top aren't going anywhere. So if we lose to Blackpool, and we inevitably lose to QPR away, which, you know, I think that is almost an inevitability. What do we, you know, how long do you give him? Poor guy. I, I, I just, it's hard to find many positives at the moment. And, you know, I had as, I stupidly predicted us to finish fifth, believe it or not, at the start of this season. Because I thought I wanted to You do make some stupid predictions, Nick, to be I, fair, don't you? Well, like sometimes see you uh, half-clothed and running up and down stairs and, and whatnot. But you want you want to start the season with some positivity, don't you? And I thought, do you know what? Some of these young players they, they might come good. We keep you know keep that positivity. Use the the injustice of the playoffs as a bit of the springboard, and you know galvanize a team and get off to a good start. But we just we just look like a team of strangers sometimes, and it's just it's so it's so depressing. And do you know what? I just I, I don't see any other option other than the guy to go. I think it's if you know it's when not if. Um, and I, I feel for the guy. I feel for the guy. But this is what happens when you sell your best players and replace them with players from the league below. Mm, it definitely takes a little while, doesn't it, Nick, to uh, 
to get players below up to speed. Um, and definitely, like Dale made some really good points actually thinking Matt, on about the um, the three weeks that he had uh, in pre season. But go on, Cos. The transfer window, mate. What tomorrow massive? I, I think is one of our biggest windows ever, and feels like we're, aim, we're aiming for single one, not treble twenty. If we're not getting the midfielders, as we discussed earlier, two centre back. The trouble is you don't know what to believe. There's so much, many people on Twitter now reckon inside information and we had that thing from Alan Nixon tonight that they've even, you know, letting William Boyle available for loan and stuff. And I just, it'll be interesting to see what we end up with. It's it's so bizarre, the Tyree Simpson thing, isn't it? And, you know, it surely has got to be signed. You don't just put a video like that out and, and take it back. But it's a bit weird, isn't it, that he hasn't, and you know West Brom, but West Brom signed a guy with it today from Akron or something, like a striker or something. So I don't sure it'll go there. But oh, I just honestly, I'd rather have one centre half, which still sounds like the guy from from Barnsley. Get me a centre mid, and you know the people. There was someone tonight was on Radio Leeds when I was driving home. You know before the game, we need a striker. Now I don't think we need a striker at all. And we sound like we've got one in Simpson anyway. But I think it's such a big window this mate. You know for us. Uh, We've got to get it right, and I'm afraid your uh, conch could be uh, consigned to the dustbin, mate, if rumours of Believer Karoma going out. But what do you expect, mate, for the next 24 hours? Well, first of all, I think we need a new player for this conch, don't we, if, if you believe the rumours. Um, I think what we've seen is we definitely need some height, don't we, at the back. We've we've seen against um, West, you know, the last three games now, we've seen... Um, it being a bit of a weakness, Norwich away, uh, where Josh Sargent's out jumped, you know, the centre backs. We've seen it again tonight. We've seen Naki Wells out jumping, uh, Josh Ruffles and Yutanaki Armour. So I, I do think we need someone in there who can, you know, be a bit more commanding. Uh, I still think we need that central midfielder who can, you know, spray spray balls around. You know, I've, there's absolutely no chance we'll get either of them, but, you know, someone in the mould of a Dan Barlasser from Rotherham or a Cameron Brannigan from Oxford, you know, one of those. Uh, sorts of players I think we're quite uh, we're quite short of uh, I don't think we need a striker um, I do think Tyree Simpson will be you know player someone like that is is pretty good you know we, we're looking sort of uh, medium to long term there as well with Kyle Hudling because you've got Danny Ward who's out of contract at the end of this season you've got Jordan Rhodes who's got um, just under 20 about 22 months left as well. So, you know, uh, bringing players through is important. So I do I do like the long-term planning, the medium-term planning, but it's the short-term, isn't it, where everybody's eyes are at the moment. And someone like Mikhail Helic, who's been linked, uh, would be ideal for me in the back. Uh, and someone, you know, in midfield to maybe spray the ball around. And Cosy, just mute yourself a bit, mate, because I think there's some feedback coming through. It's not me, mate. It wasn't it's, me. Where's, where's the feedback? So fair, it wasn't me. <laughs> I tell you what, let's get some feedback. I'll shut up now and uh, we'll move on. So Callum Scott, uh, a mate of Pozzers, you can unmute yourself, Callum, and, and get fired in. You can either get fired into the, the transfer market, the game, whatever you want to do, the drums, the drumming in the South Stand, whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, evening, gents. Um, apologies for the sound. I am outside. I've just finished work. So I had the misfortune of listening to the town game via the Bristol City I follow stream. And it just struck me that their their commentary team were just saying, you know, like Lee Nichols was one of the best goalkeepers in the championship last season. Now he looks frightened to, to come and gather a ball. And we saw tonight nearly every ball he got he spilled. Um, first half he was a bit ropey, but second half I thought he was better. But yeah, first yeah, half. I mean, and and yeah. their their second, I think he it was quite poor. But I I just 
I'm worried because I, I, I don't see where this, where the direction is, com- one, coming from and where the direction's going because, and if the Will Boyle going out for loan thing happens to be true, that must speak volumes for the, the just, it's just nonsense coming from a transfer policy where you bring him in and then you immediately send him out for a loan. I'm just, I'm not seeing any squad harmony. I'm not seeing any harmony from the boardroom down to the, the touchline. It's just a mess at the minute. Go on, pause. You can jump in here unless you've gone to sleep. No, mate, I'm, I'm still here. I think plenty of people have, have mentioned similar things tonight, which is in some respects good because it kind of, it kind of highlights that everybody's seen same things rather than you know there's not really any polar opposites at the moment you know sometimes you get that where people see it totally differently a lot of people seem to be seeing it along the same lines which is you know which is good because hopefully the people in the club can see the same things and, and start to you know do something about it I think if we're talking transfer window yeah um, it's amazing that we've kind of got to this point and we're still bringing people in because it's interesting. It would be interesting to know why why that is, because if the the players that were originally signed were deemed good enough, why have all of a sudden do we need more? Um, it seems a little bit of a last a last ditch attempt to try and salvage some of it as a panic button being pressed. Of, of people realise that actually these players that we did buy aren't good enough, so we need to get some more in, uh, which begs the question. Then you know when Carlos walks. Or you know left by mutual consent or whatever they say these days, were were he right in what he was saying? Um, you know that that that's something to be you know considered and, and thought about. But yeah, I think I think as Cosy mentioned earlier, these next few games are massively important coming up to this international break. There is some tough games in there. There's some teams that are likely to be down at the bottom come end of the season. And if we're struggling to pick up points in in those few, then that international break could be a really interesting time for us. Field and stuff. Pause. Do you think the crowd's going to be on Sunday? Is it going to be a nervy crowd because Blackpool are not exactly pulling up trees? I know they've got. I think three or four points more than us. They'll bring a big following. They always do, and it's not going to be one for the faint-hearted on on Sunday. And it's going to be who's who's going to put their hands up and in the trenches kind of game. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's a real. Honestly, that is such a massive game, isn't it? Just a mood changer, isn't it? A mood over this game. I think as I say on Sunday, it's how will you go in the ground, mate? Are you kind of a bit of trepidation, or I think it's one of them. I think you've just got. To... In the day, we, as we always say, no matter what's going on at Uddersfield Town, every single person that walks through that turnstile on Sunday afternoon wants one thing, and that's Uddersfield Town victory. And the the way to help that happen is to get behind the team um, and you know support them and, and and give it in the stands as much as you expect the players to give it on the pitch. However, on the flip side, of that, I totally understand that the the mood around the place at the moment is low and it is subdued, and it's really difficult to to get you up for a game where you you turn up thinking it's going to be a slog. Blackpool will probably, you know, sell out their end last season. They brought big numbers and made a lot of noise. So it's up to town fans to match that because we can't demand all this effort and all this from the players if we're not willing to give that in the stands. You know, it's a two-way thing. You know, if if anything more, we're there to spur them on and get them to those levels rather than sit and slag them off and kind of wait for them to get to those levels without Um But yeah, it will be interesting if Blackpool go 1-0 up or something like that, what the mood will be like because... It happened on Saturday against West Brom as soon as they got their first goal, although we were still winning 2-1, the, the crowd just went flat and it had that air of, uh, you know, we're going to throw this away, whereas we need the crowd to stick with it and get behind the lads to try try get them over the line. Everybody keeps talking about 
Danny Schofield being a great lad and everybody wants him to do well, well, let's, you know, let's show him that. Let's let's get behind him on Sunday. But yeah, I do fear that if we do go behind, then, you know, things that could be a bit of a, a turning point and, and things may get a little bit more uh, hostile in there towards, and maybe I don't think towards Danny Schofield direct, but more towards the club in general. Uh, from And it won't just be a case of what's happening on the field on Sunday. It'll be kind of a, a built-up, maybe pent-up aggression from, from what's happened after, you know, that day at Wembley against Nottingham Forest. So, yeah, it will be an interesting one on Sunday. But, well, well, one thing I know is I don't really care how we play and I don't really care how that ball gets it back at net. But if we if we come out of there with a 1-0 victory, then I'll, I'll take it. Mm. I think just one thing to announce before I go to Josh Phillips and Josh will have the uh, the last the last word for the evening. And that is that we are now uh, part of the TalkSport Fans Network. So uh, we've had a quick, quick, swift change. So we will no longer be on SoundCloud. So if you if you're looking for us on SoundCloud, uh, we'll no longer be there. We've moved across to Acast, but uh, we've also moved the RSS feed across as well. So if you use Jason other... Cundy's the new presenter, Matt, you've got to tell me you're leaving now. <laughs> no, no, we'll have to bring back Whopper of the Week, won't we? Um, but yeah, so we're, we're now part of the fans network, which means we've moved across to Acast. Um, so if you have us on SoundCloud, uh, have a look for us in a different uh, podcast provider. And I'm sure you'll find us very, very quickly. Uh, and along the lines of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever, we're always there. Uh, so now we've got that little bit of housekeeping out of the way. Um, across to a man who has probably got a lot of housekeeping to do, and that is Josh Phillips. Hang on, Selco, it's where the tree goes, Selco. Cheers, Cos. Um, yeah, just a quick few thoughts on the defence, uh, defensive reinforcements. So, uh, the, the Will Boyle thing, that's that's very strange because he obviously has been a player we've been looking at for a long time, which means we must have scouted him for a while and know the level that he's playing at. So, for him to come in and you know play one or two games and then be deemed not good enough... Um, bit worrying, uh, reflects badly on the scouting. And then to try and get Naby Saar back um, after letting him go, that's just screams of panic. But um, a few more more positive, on a more positive note, um, if we sign uh, Luke and Bete tomorrow, um, hopefully we do, because uh, I've got a family friend who, whose kid plays at City and he, he sees a lot of him. He's seen a lot of him as a footballer and, and also as a person. And he says nothing but good things about him. He's, he's his biggest fan. Um, he said he'll come in and he'll make a big impact so hopefully he's right um, yeah, big powerful lad left footed centre back um, there's an easy song there for pause on everyone isn't there go on I say it's Ram Jam is in the wall and Betty Bamalam it's an absolute banger I'm sure oh. pause on that will be happily getting that on in the but continue and ignore me yeah well that's even more reason to sign him man. Yeah. but anyway if we can sign him and hopefully Helic or you know someone of that caliber, then at least then, you know, we'll, we'll look more solid defensively. And if we can stop conceding the goals, it, it takes a bit more pressure off the team. And I think that's the way to go now at the moment, the position we're in, just be more solid at the back and getting these two reinforcements in, which hopefully we get over the line. Um, we'll go a long way towards doing that. Um, just on, on the left, left fullback position, that, that does still worry me because I, I don't think Ruffles is up to, uh, the standard of being like a first choice week in week out player um, he wasn't brought in to do that last season um, with obviously Toffolo uh, he's been given the chance you know, I, I just, he's not for me um, the talk of Nakayama going out there from what I've seen of him so far I've said to you before Matt he, 
he doesn't look like a left left back or left wing back. Certainly not left wing back. He look, looks like he could do a job at left back, but um, yeah, it's a strange one that we haven't signed an out and out left uh, left back to replace Toffolo. Um, but yeah, anyway, more positive. I think if we can get those two centre backs in, um, we can at least stop shipping the goals. Hopefully. Cheers for that, Josh. I think that's uh, all we've got for tonight. We've got no other speakers, so thanks everyone for joining us. And uh, if you like this kind of thing, follow us, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll probably bring it back uh, after the next midweek game as well. So cheers, everyone, and that's all we've got. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, muck nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 